Uh, I'm going to be a little let down if that's all we got. Welcome back to the Side by Side Guys Off-Road Podcast. I'm Big Z, and today I'm joined by my good friend, Brent Gilliam, from Southern California, uh, taking his lunch break to join us here for the Can-Am launch of the 2022 spring release of their model updates. Um, I'm excited. Um, you're a Can-Am guy. What are you looking forward to, Brent? You know, I, I definitely am a hardcore Can-Am guy. There's a lot of hate out there on Can-Ams, typically from the players, you know, guys. It's, there's a lot of banter back and forth. It's like kind of like the old Ford Chevy motto, you know. Um, as far as the new release on the on the Polaris is, I'm hoping that Can-Am can can ham take it can ham has an answer for uh for what we've recently seen in the side by side world so i'm super excited to see what they got going hopefully some more horsepower would be awesome if it was a four cylinder motor uh and i'd be super stoked if we got rid of the belt but you know those are uh those are my dreams and ambitions i want to see with them <laughs> those are some big ambitions and uh i'm letting some people into our zoom call I'm going to ask that everybody keeps their stuff muted until after the video and we go through everything. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just start muting everybody that's not muted for the time being as you start hearing people come in. Um, oh, nope, that's not what I wanted. Ah, this might get into a hairy ball. This is a big test for me. I uh, This will be an interesting episode for sure. So, uh, Brent, if I mute you on accident, I apologize. Um so last year, uh, we had the new Commander launch. It was a revamp of the Commander brand. Uh, really knocked it out of the park, and they came out with the XTP, which is my personal favorite version of it. Uh, brings the Fox shocks, brings the bigger tires, the bigger clearance, um, all that stuff. The Mavericks were all updated with uh, 200 horsepower across the model line. Instead of having the lower horsepower version and the upper horsepower version, uh, you were really buying into suspension upgrades, technology upgrades, smart shocks, things like that. Um, you know... Looking forward into this, this spring release is more or less um, an update for all the rest of the lines that don't get like the major update kind of in that summer fall period, um, you know, with Can-Am. So we're looking for Rangers, we're looking for Defenders, we're looking for all those things. And possibly, you know, you never know exactly what they're going to give us. Um, maybe a Maverick or a Commander, right? Or maybe a, a Maverick Sport update. Um, we're looking at uh, possibly some new motor integrations with our new uh, uh, motors that came out with last year. What are you thinking? I mean, have you ever ridden a Defender? Have you ever, you know, checked out those kind of more utility type vehicles outside of your four seat uh, Maverick? I have, and I'm actually a huge fan of them. Uh, it, I, I, it'd be so nice to be able to like, you know, have a, a full cab and shut doors and have a heater for some of the stuff that we do when we go off-roading, especially when I come visit you guys up north. <laughs> um, yeah, it gets pretty cold up here sometimes, or especially like when you're on the dunes and it's raining on you and all that. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm no stranger to racing in the elements, so it's it's fine for me, but <laughs> my family's like, we're not getting in the car today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of the Defenders. I think they're awesome, uh, especially if you look at the XMRs and all that stuff. Uh, I think that their enclosed cabs and all that stuff are pretty cool. Um, and it looks like we got, Ooh, check that out. That was loud. <laughs> there we go. So it looks like we got the video starting here in a second. I'm going to go ahead and maximize that and get off the screen. And then Which one, what was the model that Marcelo built with assault? Um, the assault, one, the, 
Yeah, was that was that the the, the defender? It would have been a defender if they built one. Yeah, because that was pretty impressive. Like when he was mom netting around the sand hollow, I was in, thoroughly impressed with what he was able to do with the regular cars. You know, right? No, they're they're definitely cool. And the, and the nice thing about them is that they're just so big and boxy and and wide that there's tons of room inside for you. There's tons of room, you know, for storage. And then just being big and boxy and wide, there's a lot of suspension options you can do with, you know, long travel and big tires and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think they're a cool platform. All right. Let's, I feel, the video's I feel going like here, So let's go ahead and jump over to that. Let's do it. Hello everyone, I'm Bernard Lee, Senior Vice President of Global Product Strategy for BRP. Happy to be back with you once again for another launch of product news and innovations from BRP that are going to make your off-road living better than ever. Starting with the Can-Am Defender. With the industry's best offering of options and packages, plus the Heavy Duty HD7, HD9 and HD10 engines, Every Defender rider can select the perfect amount of power, performance, and convenience to get the job done, whatever their needs. While they're doing the whole video intro thing, I, I like when you see well, the actual CEOs and program managers and all these guys actually introduce these products they've been working on. It's always a bummer when you see some, you know, marketing shill do this, kind of like a, a brand or, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree, dude. It's cool to see the guys that are actually behind the scenes given, you know, explanations on why they did different certain changes and whatnot of each model. Yeah, let's tune in I've always wanted to build one of these six wheelers. For model year 22. I think you should. <laughs> I, I feel like it'd be on portholes and on 50 inch tires too. <laughs> now let me tell you, this package has it all. In addition to the industry exclusive Auto Climate HVAC, it's loaded with a powerful Rotax HD10 engine, providing industry-leading capacity of up to 3,000 pounds. That'd be rad up on the snow mountain, but board, snowboards all over it and everything. That would be cool. Some benches in the back haul everybody up the mountain. Thanks to the removable side panels. A heavy-duty bumper, a 4,500-pound winch, premium bolster seats, and eye-catching limited badging all around. The limited badging, so I know, mean, gets me every time. It's as comfortable and luxurious as it is hardworking. <laughs> and adding to both the comfort and the unbeatable capability of the Defender 6x6 is another big upgrade that those enthusiasts with a keen eye. I mean, what are the benefits of having a 6x6? Just more traction for more More traction, weight? yeah. Premium helps you out when you have big loads. It has a little bit of additional capacity um, on the bed, things like that. But uh, yeah, don't don't think that your grass is going to look good if you drive through it with it. <laughs> yeah. All feature full roll down windows and power windows. Oh, so it's a it's a four door sixer. That's I think that's new. Yeah, with roll down windows. Yeah, that's sick. And practicality of the new doors as well. From now on, you will find them on all cab and limited defenders, as well as in our accessory lineup with available color match panels. So now, more than ever, it's your door. Oh, it's not four doors. It's four windows. Right. 
but the 6x6 Limited is not the only new star in the Can-Am off-road lineup. Back in 2018, we launched the Defender Lone Star Edition, a premium utility recreational vehicle loaded with all the features of our Defender XT plus distinctive Texas... I've seen one of those uh, going up uh, San Hollow this last year. It was pretty rad. When they buy a Lone Star, I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. ...that's built to be as tough as they are. And it was a success the size of Texas. But like we just... I love when, when Canadians <laughs> say the size of Texas. <laughs> so... I bet you can guess what comes next. That's right, new for model year 22, the Defender Max Lone Star Cab is cooler than ever. Loaded with all the gotta have. Yeah, you could do a sick build with one of those. Heck yeah. I mean, it's kind of an expected evolution of what they've been doing, but can you imagine that thing lifted with some long travel and some 40, 40s on it? Yeah, yeah. Some portal. <clears throat> a mean stereo. I know Rockford Fosgate's got one with a stereo that's just out of this world. Yeah, if you were at Sandsport or, or if you've seen it at some of the other trade shows, it was pretty, it was the loudest machine there for sure. So JL Audio they teamed up with for this yep. thing, dude. That's JL Audio really hasn't has a presence in the off-road game at all. So that's, that's, that's new to see. Well, they started integrating last year with their last year's model release um, alongside with Fosgate and some of the others. So... Uh, but the, the fact that you can get a full uh, roof system and a full integration system with JL in it is going to be, a, in my opinion, as long as it's a good JL quality speaker, not their like Chinese knockoff versions for OEM, as long as it's an actual authentic JL system, it's going to be pretty rocking. Yeah, definitely. any path you want. Let's take a minute to see these workhorses in action and hear from our Canon ambassadors, Dale and Alex. Where's the application to become a Can-Am ambassador? <laughs> I think you have to have a mullet or have some sort of uh, spitting personality. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> and a bucket hat. I got a bucket hat. Yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. I love the six-foot bed. That's got to be my favorite feature of the Defender 6x6. Aren't those those dudes from that Netflix TV show? That are on right now? Uh, I don't have Netflix. I don't know, but I know that he has a lot of rodeo stuff he does and a bunch of other um, farm stuff he does on YouTube. Yeah, he's got like a TV show, like how to be a cowboy or something. <laughs> and he's like the world's most not cowboy being. A cowboy, so it's funny. That hel that half helmet's fire. I need one of those. Dude. I know. I saw that. I was like, I need that helmet. Him and Justin Jones. Justin Jones has a really cool uh, American flag one too. Yep. Life at Radiator Range better for everybody. I actually use this thing every day and I'm so happy to have it. Is anyone else like me when you see a quote unquote farmer wearing crisp, well, clean, stri striped shirt, button up shirts, like perfectly ironed, and just get a little eh, about it? Website, which is well, they're, they're just in charge of the ranch hands, right? <laughs> yeah, they're not the ones having to work, right? Including yeah. an entirely new collection of helmets. Thanks for watching and see you soon. You can't tell me that was it. Uh, I'm going to be a little let down if that's all we got. Yeah, if that's all that says, I'm going to be very sad. Wow. All right. Well, then. Guess that Ooh. is the uh, spring 2020 release. Um, can you give me your first impressions on all the amazing news that we got? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I 
feel like we missed half the video. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they always come out with top tier products. So, I mean, it's cool to see some changes on the models that they already have. And, you know, obviously always evolve in those, but, uh, Dude, I was really looking for some more stuff on the RR. <laughs> so let's uh, let's kind of just do a recap, and then we can change gears. So uh, we have uh, a new Sixer with uh, enclosed cab, four window enclosed doors with uh, uh, windows that go up and down. And we also have the new um, Lone Star uh, four door, completely HVAC and all that stuff. So uh, really not a whole lot going on there, and they didn't even talk about like quads or anything else so i'm assuming nothing's really changing anywhere else besides the defender line there um so that's an event in rap shell all right we're done okay moving on uh you uh recently uh changed your shells on your x3 maverick um four seater your max uh to the new venom uh shell uh what was the story behind that well uh Halloween, I, I tried to hit the swing set double. We were filming for Dirt Design out in Glamis, and I knuckled it really, really hard. Um, cracked a couple things on the car, uh, took it home, was super busy with work, kind of went through it real quick for a prep before we went for Thanksgiving, and I, I missed a fractured knuckle on the front left corner. And day one, while I was out there mobbing, I was leaving some really big dunes uh, by the Osborne lookout and came down to transition out of a dune on the gas, and the knuckle failed. The wheel ripped off and just wasted the whole side of the of the two and two orange crush body. Just completely demolished the whole left side of it. And then while we were towing it out, I rolled it, <laughs> three wheeling it. So we did more damage to the body. And uh, you know, Venom Rex was nice enough to let us use that body that they 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 built for the Sand Sports Show for to run for now. So yeah, we're we got the new body on and uh, making changes and trying to make the car stronger and getting ready for Huckfest for uh, for June coming up in Coos Bay. Nice. So, uh, if you haven't seen it, he's got a pretty sweet, uh, build, um, uh, fiberworks, full body, um, Raptor looking Cade, uh, body style on top of it, uh, deviant suspension, um, whole bunch of different parts on it. Looks pretty rad, drives pretty cool, jumps pretty awesome. Uh, but sometimes you just go a little hard, go a little, get a little, uh, unlucky and take stuff out. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately that, uh, that Thanksgiving trip, I guess it was just my turn, you know, <laughs> I've, had, I've, I've had a lot of luck and, uh, I mean, I drive that car extremely hard. I'm constantly pushing the limits on it and testing the product that's on it. And I've never had an aftermarket part fail from my sponsors. So unfortunately that, that knuckle was a stock knuckle that broke given I had jumped it 150 feet into the face of that landing. So uh, <laughs> it was a, it is what it is. <laughs> You can't win them all, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, like I said, it's just my turn. And, uh, it, you know, it was really a bummer. Is after we had Optic fly us in parts. And so we got the car back running in Glamis two days later to finish out the week there. And on the test run to Osmobile, the motor blew. Oh, man. Oh, that's <laughs> so right. You just, had to rebuild that thing from the ground, basically. Yeah. So unfortunately, it was just uh, it was a bad trip. But, you know, figured out how to rebuild the motor with a, a couple other friends and we knocked it out. She's been running hard ever since. So I'm super, super thankful for that. But we're definitely, uh, the car's getting ripped down. Uh, after this weekend, we have a photo shoot out in Wagon Wheel that we're doing with a couple different shops. So some cool stuff coming soon. Um, <clears throat> and I found a couple issues that we had at King of Hammers when we were shooting with buggy whips and full throttle batteries. So uh, car's getting a full strip down to the frame and just a full prep for the rest of the season. Speaking of uh, hammers, uh, a lot of action happening down there, and Can-Am really put on a show uh, like they have for the last few years. Um, 
the uh, factory riders, um, Blurton and, and Jones and, and all those guys um, really kind of put a clinic on getting through that course quickly. Um, I don't know if they got secret sauce or if it's just those guys have so much experience getting dialed in and pre-running and all that that they can just hammer through that thing. Um, but uh, yeah, they swept the podium again. Um, and then uh, the Pro R was out there for the first time and a couple Turbo R's. Uh, I think two or three of them were Turbo R's out there, which nobody has those yet, right? So, um, you know, being out there and seeing them perform, you know, what was your take on on the new Razors and, and how they did? Well, so, I mean, Can-Am, right? They always have a little bit of the secret sauce for Can- for King of Hammers. I feel like they definitely have some, a talented crew that knows how to prep for that race. And they had some amazing, talented drivers. Like, Brian Deegan showed up for the first time as a veteran of King of Hammers and actually just killed it out there. It was it was really, really impressive to watch him run. Um, he did have Dustin Jones co-piloting for him. So, or I'm sorry, Terry Madden was co-piloting. And Terry has a ton of King of Hammers experience. So that was really cool to see. Dustin Jones, obviously a crowd favorite out there killing it. Uh, Hubert, second year back from uh, Nitro Circus, he slayed it out there as well, pretty consistent. So, you know, that was it was just fun to watch all those guys all come together. I mean, that was a lot of personalities just in that one, one Can-Am tent, right? Like, Yeah. Was, <laughs> yes. it, the, it, the funny thing about the, the events that get so big, like Hammers, right, and, and becoming a, a month-long thing is that everybody's there, everybody that knows everybody's there, everybody that works together, everybody's a team member, everybody's a, a sponsored person together. They're all working together to have a good time and put on a good show. And uh, yeah, there, there's so many dynamic personalities on the Can-Am roster that it's, it's, that's, that's, a, that's a roster you definitely want to be hanging around if you want to get entertained because there's no, no shortage of action there. Um, the, uh, but going back to my, my comment about Pro-R, the uh, the commonality that I saw, I think I think a couple, one or two of them finished um, the course, but most of them broke either the front ends somewhere, whether that be a knuckle, whether that be a tie rod or not a tie, yeah, a tie rod or or the front tr- diff. Um, did you get any perspective on any of the cars out there? So I did see a little bit of carnage on those. Um, you know, I, I talked to Anderson a little bit about how he was running his car and, and he didn't seem to have any problems. I think it might've been the cars that I saw with carnage were, were probably with a little bit less experienced drivers in that style terrain. Um, so just, you know, coming down to knowing when to lift. Um, I was actually able to do some, some pretty impressive hot laps in uh, BJ Leach's car from uh, sand addiction. Uh, from addition power sports. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Addition power sports. So yeah, he gave me his new pro R on 35s. We were shooting and he let me go rip that thing. And I'm not going to lie. I was highly impressed with the motor package in that car, but (laughs) he did have some aftermarket seats in there that are both in. So for him to change a belt is like an hour and a half process. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Did he he have to change a belt? He didn't, but we were looking it over and he's like, oh, I'm a little worried with the 35s. <laughs> I mean, I was running his car really hard. Like I, I pushed it to the max. One thing I have to say on that car is the brakes are out of this world in touchy. Like you step on the brakes and that car just nosedives and stops. And, and it actually, I was coming through a hot turn through whoops at speed, probably 60, 70 miles an hour and got on the brakes a little harder than I, I normally would on accident. And the back of that car came around and it almost put me in a little bit of a pickle situation with a brand new $50,000 car. I was like, okay, slow down. Yeah. Like, That's been kind of down. a common uh, theme of people saying it, you get going so fast that you don't realize that you're already there. And when you, when you're at a spot where you think that you'd be having to push into it a little harder, you're already there and maybe even going further than you thought um, that car seems to get up and go pretty fast. 
It does. I, one thing that was weird for me is the D shell on the motor. It almost feels like, um, like there's an engine brake. No, like, you know, when you know, when you had like an old two stroke and you'd rev it up and the intake would leak, how it would like the rev would hold, it'd be like, rin, din, 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 and come down slow. That was one thing I didn't, I wasn't acclimated to on that motor. The motor, the motor doesn't have a fast D cell. Okay. So, so, so it, it's not going to pull off the RPMs as fast as you would expect. No, which makes you push the brakes a little harder, right? Cause it's just, it's, it's, just, I don't know. It's, I'm not used to that car at all. It's a completely different platform and the new motor and whatnot. So it was, it was, uh. A learning experience and they we were filming so he just kind of hopped in and was like send this thing i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> never ever argue with a guy that just says send it just get in and send it and then come back <laughs> i was like okay he's like helmets in there i'm like let me grab mine <laughs> <laughs> so so those cars uh you know have a lot of low end torque being the four cylinder and all that um is that how it felt was that just all of a sudden you were you were a rocket ship out of that out of the gate I mean, it was just, it, I don't, I wouldn't say a rock. I mean, he's ship, on 35s and stuff with no tranny work. Right. So there, there's going to be some give there, but I mean, honestly, it felt like it was on stock tires. The acceleration was, was definitely there for running a 35 inch tire. Um, what I, what, what was different for me is like, I've raced a lot of, uh, like, you know, ecotech cars, like with four cylinder motors in it. So it, it was a little different the way that, that it responds with the, you know, the belt and not shifting and whatnot, but it was, uh, it, it was it instant or did it ramp up? It was pretty instant. Like if you stood on that thing, it moved. And what was nice is like, say I was clipping along at 50 miles an hour and I just stood in it the rest of the way to just get the car on top of the whoops. Like it responded really fast. I was, I was thoroughly impressed with it. So it'll be interesting to see what mods and everyone comes out with. I know there's some guys doing some kits for those motors right now and pushing like 400 and some horsepower with, with very little programming. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see what's going to come down the pipe for sure. Yeah, the uh, the interesting thing is, is that um, the clutching got bigger, right? The belt got bigger, the motor got bigger, uh, but it sounds like that the clutching on that car straight from the factory is pretty dialed. Like from everyone I've I've heard talk about it, they say that the clutching is pretty much spot on straight from the factory. Kind of like the Mavericks were, you know, the last few years where people really didn't have to do much to the clutches until they hit like that three hundred horsepower, right? Yeah, is that how it felt? It definitely did felt like the clutchings were pretty on point. And I was, you know, I got in it thinking it was going to be a little slower with the 35s on. Cause I mean, the car's just massive. It's like, I drove the two seat version and it is a massive car. There's nothing small about right. that Polaris. Yeah. It was so, funny. Uh, BJ posted a picture of, of their two addiction pro R's with a RS one in between them. And that thing looked like a, like a goat cart or like a, a hot wheels or something. It was just funny how much a difference, you know, you put an RS one next to an XP 1000 or a turbo, you know, something like that. They look pretty comparable. It just looks like the chassis is narrower. You put it next to a Pro R, all of a sudden, it looks like a you know an F three fifty next to a you know a Toyota Corolla. That, yeah, that's exactly it, man. I mean, when he had his uh, his cars on display by the big campfire and main stage at King Hammers every day, and it was they're just big cars. Like he pulled it next to mine, and I was like, dude, it's just <laughs> it's as big as yours. <laughs> it's, yeah, for a two seater, it's it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be awesome to see the, see see them build a four seater out, uh, kind of my style, uh, maybe with some uh, safari racks or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, they're definitely big cars. I'm super excited to to try to get into a turbo R. Honestly, uh, the Pro R, you know, is a very interesting new platform, new motor, new torque. Uh, but the Pro or the Turbo R is going to be a whole lot lighter, right? And it's going to be a little bit more nimble uh, than the longer wheelbase R, uh, Pro R. So I'm curious to see how that turns around. There's a, there's tons of, of aftermarket support for the pro XP motor that's in the turbo R. 
Um, and so you can pretty much instantly turnkey that car into a fast car. Um, and it'll be interesting to see because we've seen the Pro-R drag race next to X3s and be pretty close. I mean, they've yeah. beaten the stock ones, but they're they're pretty close. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see the suspension upgrades on the Turbo-R versus the new platform on the Pro-R, you know, how those compare and how those do. I think uh, I think we're not done seeing innovation on that Pro chassis. I think we're going to see some new stuff come down the pipe. I've posted some patents that have, you know, triple motors in them instead of duals or, or fours. So um, I think there's a future going to be pretty bright there. I don't know how long it's going to take to get us there, though. Um, and that that's unfortunate with the supply chain and everything else. And speaking of which, have you heard about the the um, the ride command issues with Polaris? Not yet, no. So they sent letters out this last week saying if you've placed an order for a, for a, a ride command car, um, if it's not an ultimate, you're not getting it. So if you wow. if you bought a premium model that had ride command, um, you're basically either going to wait even longer for that chip to come in, or you're going to have to cancel your order and buy something else. And so wow. they even said on some of the models that you're not going to get uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, and you're not going to get something else. I can't remember off the top of my head. So supply chain is definitely starting to kick into effect. Uh, I think they used the last of the reserves to get those pro R's out the door. Um, and yeah. you know, which is smart. If you got a product launch, you have to get through. I mean, you got to do something right. Um, and so supply chain is really kind of cracking down. And I think what we saw today with Can-Am only having literally tweaks to existing models on two trims, um, kind of, probably a result of that yeah i'd say so you know it's it's interesting to see um i mean got to give players you know a, a round of applause for getting that car out as fast as they did and and uh, you know I, we're seeing a lot of people picking them up at dealers so it seems like they're coming in quick i know deviant just picked up one that they're building and i am i'm not gonna lie i'm super excited <laughs> to, uh, to check that thing out because i was like hey let me jump that thing and he's like no problem sand hollow let's go i was like uh, okay <laughs> do they have their car yet they got it yeah they picked it up last last wednesday so it's i'll in, have to uh, hook up with them and go check it out they're yeah. uh, just down the road from me so i i yeah. have been meaning to make my way over there so chad you guys out there look forward to my phone call it's coming um yeah Yep. But uh, yeah, so uh, not too terribly of an exciting launch here today. Uh, we got a lot of things that we were all hoping for, but I think those would be more of a summer fall release, if anything. But if we're talking about the what we want, right, the future of the sport platform, we're all, you know, pure sport car riders around here. Um, and I'm, I'm wanting to maybe get into some of that sport utility market, but the the Maverick X3, you know, is, is that where you want to see the innovation or maybe do you want to want to see this, the Maverick sport innovated and changed up a little bit and become kind of like a little brother to the Maverick X3? Um, or do you just want to see that sequential show up and, uh, show, show everybody who's boss? I mean, yes to everything. <laughs> uh, God, I would love to see a sequential show up, man. That'd be, it just, I think it'd be a game changer, you know, just, just be able to bang gears in that car and not have to worry about belts. Cause my car is so heavy now that when I go out and run at speed and glamorous with like dune and destroy or desert whips, like I'm literally eating a belt today and that's with the correct clutching, but those guys just don't lift. I mean, <laughs> like you're just wide open for an hour and there's no way to control those belt temperatures and, and you just run it till it blows. So it's, that would guys, be, do you guys run cover off out in glamorous? <laughs> I haven't read a cover. It seems like every time I put a new cover on, within 
40 miles. I it. Belt in it, in the, in, I've never, I've never blown a cover without just, just destroying the case. So every time I blow a belt, it's like, <laughs> there goes that case. And I'm like, screw it. I'll just leave it off. So like I was a King of Hammers ripping around with no belt cover on and everyone's like, are you <laughs> what are crazy? You doing? I'm like, I'm over it at this point. <laughs> like whatever happens to the clutches happens. I don't care. <laughs> it's so, cost of entry at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm tired of throwing $200 in cases that just, you know, and then a belt. I'm like, we're 400 bucks in just on the first take of gas. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how was Hammers? How was the experience on there? I heard uh, they had some records numbers as far as campers and some other stuff going on so you've yeah. been there before how how does it compare to previous years uh previous years so last year was very minimal you had to have a covet test um to get into Hammertown. there was still a good crowd this year was absolutely insane when i say insane uh we beat the, uh, rumor has it they beat um record camping uh more than burning man so i think they did over a hundred thousand camping passes for motorhomes, I mean, they legitimately build a town in the middle of nowhere. There's street signs, and it's just insane. So the dust was absolutely brutal. It's on dry lake bed, right? It's an old bombing range, so it's like super silty, silty dust. So if there's not like a little breeze, the dust just sits there. I remember one point in the first week I was there, like we could hardly see the vendor across the street from us, which was like 40 feet away. Like it was just brutally bad dust but um we had a couple of good nights where the wind would kick up 10 miles an hour clear everything out and uh i mean each class of racing every day was just stacked they had uh my boys from pennywise were there playing sublime with rome was there it was uh it was awesome man there was a three-wheeler race that got me super pumped I actually uh, I came oh i saw that they had that little track around the tripod thing yeah and the prizes they were giving away was huge like really? 25 $2,500 cash to the, the winner of the three-wheel competition. I was was like, that like an advertised race or was that like an on-the-spot thing? I, I I think it was kind of advertised. I mean, they, they fully set up like stop-and-go cameras. Oh, it really? Was, it was, yeah, it was it was pretty pretty legit. I actually just bought my wife a 1985 125M ATC. For oh, nice. So I'm like, we're building <laughs> this thing. We're going racing. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have to see her out racing, so she can't back out now. That's the that's the plan. We're gonna force her, force the hand on that one. But uh, <laughs> Hammers as 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 a whole, they did a great job. Uh, Dave Dave Cole that runs it, you know, he, he obviously put time tons of time in to build that 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 setup. Um, that's a year round for, job to get that thing going. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, they did a great job. They actually had um, like a company that uh, you could go shower at this year, which was nice. So, like if you're like portable water, shower trailers. Yeah, but the, the dude, it was cold this year. Like I went through all my propane in my motorhome in, in eight days. I was like, I'm out. Like by that Saturday, I wasn't staying. I'm like, I have no more propane. I'm leaving. Yeah, it was it was brutal. Well, last year, I think it was snowing, right? Uh, two years ago, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, last year was decent weather too. Um, and then to get out of there, it was. Take, I heard it took people six to nine hours to get off that lake bed on the on the following Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, it's always rough if you stay till everybody else leaves. Yeah. So that was just, that was brutal. I'm happy I skipped out of that, but I mean, overall amazing event. It was great publicity. Uh, you know, two and two, the company I work for killed it out there with content. It was, it was just, it was an awesome event. I was happy to be a part of it and we're gearing up. We got mint 400 in like three weeks that I believe you're coming to. I am going to the mint I booked the hotel and we're driving down. We're not going to fly. We're, we're going to road trip together. My brother and I, uncle Ben, uh, are going to come down and he's going to be my wingman to, to maybe even shoot some stills for me. Uh, while I do video, uh, it should be a good time looking forward to it. it's always been on the bucket list to go to the mint, right? I mean, kind of anyone that's into off-road the mint is somewhere on that list. 
Um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to the parade and coming down to Fremont and and doing that whole shindig. Um, all my experiences in Vegas have always been, you know, conference related or business related or whatever. You never really get out and do stuff, um, but except for between meetings and stuff. So, uh, looking forward to actually being outside and seeing some of that stuff and seeing all the people enjoying the sport that we love. Um, as a as a newcomer to the Mint, are, do you have any tips to enjoying and seeing everything at the Mint? Bring comfortable shoes. Uh, uh, I I always stay on Fremont Street for contingency. Uh, Tech is awesome. They shut down all of Fremont Street. They shut down the Las Vegas Strip and uh, they parade all the race cars from MGM all the way back down to downtown, which is super cool um, to be a part of that. I'll probably have my car up there. So if you want to hop in the car when we do that, we can get some footage and and roll down. Um, it's, it's, It's just an amazing event. Different different culture. Uh, you know, Vegas is, it's, it's loud and wild and it's, it's just fun to see everyone in a close knit area. And like, I am a big fan of downtown. I feel like downtown is just, it's, it's a fun place to be is, you know, it's not so like, I want to say overzealous, but it's not so flashy, you know? So like, it's, it's cool to see everyone, the camaraderie come together in the off-road industry. And it's, it's crazy because all of downtown turns into off-road people. Like it's, (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's just awesome. So, um, that's, that part of it's my favorite part, um, just because it's on Fremont street. And then the race itself is always really bitching. The Martellis do a great job, um, at orchestrating the race. They've had some challenges over the years to, to get stuff mapped out. And I, I feel like they've really got a good handle on it now to, to, to run the races smooth, the track layouts bitching. They have a ton of volunteers that help set it up. So, you know, hats off to the Martellis. They do a great job as well. Have you ever ran the mint as far as in your car? I have not ran the mint. That is one that's on my bucket list. I am still waiting for a car to go run it in. I don't want to run my car in that race because it will absolutely <laughs> I can't afford it. Yeah, it'll destroy it. The prep to run that race is it's it, you know, it's a lot. So Yeah, it's funny uh, how a lot of times we just talk about the mint as this big event versus an actual race, right? And it actually yeah. is a race. It, there is racing happening and and uh it's not a it's not an easy race there's i mean how long is the laps on that 100 miles something like that yeah i think they're they range from 105 to 111 miles and it, it's you know las vegas terrain is some of the some of the roughest terrain out there i would say i would say mint's course is a close second behind the the king of hammers just rugged event the dirt and rocks are just it's it's what they say respect is one mile at a time and yeah. that's definitely true for the mint 400 <laughs> Well, I can't wait to see it. I know that uh, we're looking forward to my brother and I have both always wanted to go down to that. So going down in the capacity of of documenting and seeing and, and doing all that stuff is going to be a good time. I can't wait to see everybody down there again. Obviously, I haven't seen everybody since last year in person uh, being stuck up here in the Northwest. Uh, it's starting to warm up a little bit outside. We got a little bit of rain today, so that was nice. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I have a dealership down this, the street. They talked last year about having a car in the 400. So I think I'm going to go hook up with them and see if they if they actually got their car put together or not and uh, see if we can't uh, see them down there, you know, get somewhere with it. But um, but yeah, looking forward to coming down, seeing you, seeing all the guys uh, from last year, seeing George Hamill. We're going to hook up with him, uh, maybe hook up with some other people while we're there. Um, if you, the audience, are listening and you want me to come do something or see something, or if you guys got something going on, if you're working with a brand that you're excited to have down at the Mint, let me know what's going on, what's up, so that we can make sure to kind of be there and see it and, and maybe post some stuff around it. Uh, we want to make sure we're including everybody that um, enjoys the sport that we love so much. So, um, yeah, well, that was an epic uh, product launch for Can-Am. 
kudos to those guys. Uh, looking forward to uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit more coming on this year sometime. Can am hint hint wink wink. Uh, yep. And uh, but I did hear some rumors just to kind of close the episode with some rumors because we like to make rumors around here. Um, I did hear some news that you know we might not see the big powerhouse until 2024. So it it might still be a little bit far off. Um, and I and I think it's interesting with that rumor being that I think Canam really wasn't scared of the Pro R coming out. Um, there's there's definitely you know some innovation that happened there, some boundaries being pushed there. Um, and I'm not sure if like Polaris maybe just kind of opened the floodgates and everybody else was like all right, well, let's scrap that project and let's do the other project that was now a year behind, you know, and push that one forward instead that has maybe a four cylinder or maybe has, you know, 1.5 liter or something like that. So um, it'd be really interesting to see if we can see a a 1.5 triple from Can-Am come out on a Maverick. That would be insane, especially if they can come out with a sequential to handle it Um, or even just, you know, gearing on the fly. Like it doesn't have to be a sequential transmission, even if they could do some sort of dog thing where, you know, at some certain point you can throw it into like overdrive or something. Uh, that'd be pretty rad. Um, kind of yeah. like what Gordon's doing with his speed UTV. Um, but, uh, yeah, interesting, uh, that we didn't see much, uh, today, but you know, can't really disrespect it for what's going on with the industry and everything else. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I'd still like to get one of those lone stars and, throw some big meat underneath them and some big speakers in them. That'd be fun. Get it done, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google, uh, podcasts, all the different places. Uh, make sure to leave us a, a, a thumbs up and a like, and a review if you, uh, think we deserve it. Um, and until the next time guys, peace. Peace.